Here's the haiku for the day. Twitter ticks off Trump. So long, Hong Kong, China's pawn. Off to space we go. I have a feeling I might have to be writing some other types of poetry besides haikus because there's a lot going on and the syllable thing is killing me. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. You're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Let's get right to it because there's a lot to report. The riots have gone gotten worse. I did not want to even concentrate on them today, but I, there's just no way because they're sucking up the news. Remember that COVID-19 thing? Yeah, that's gone. We, we're obviously not worried about COVID-19 anymore. So when we have a spike in July because of all these idiot protesters out there, idiot pro, I, I tell you what, idiot protesters, yeah, idiot protesters and idiot rioters. Uh, I don't want to hear about it. I really don't care. I'm still going back to work. So here's the news. Police are under attack by these rioters, by these pieces of crap criminals. In St. Louis, on Monday night, four officers were shot in New York City. One officer was run over by an SUV while he was trying to control rioters. In Buffalo, New York, two police officers were run over by an SUV. In Washington, D.C., 50 Secret Service officers protecting the White House were injured with bricks and Molotov cocktails. Uh, this is absolutely amazing. And these guys are not allowed to do anything about it. These guys are, are supposed to just take all this crap because they're crappy mayors and their crappy uh, governors aren't doing anything about it. In Washington, D.C., or I'm sorry, there was an officer in New York who was fired for drawing his gun on a rioter. Uh, a rioter. And the only thing you saw, of course, the only thing the news media played was the cop drawing the gun. But when the film was analyzed, when the entire film was released, the rioter had thrown a brick at his lieutenant, his supervisor, who was standing next to him. Don't think that officer doesn't have a lawsuit. And I know that's what's going to end up happening. These riots have gotten out of control. The New York City mayor, Bill de Blasio, who is just a load of crap right there. He is six foot seven or six foot four or six foot five, whatever height he is. He is six foot five of crap. That's all he is. Lousy uh, mayor. Set a curfew. That's a good thing. He set his curfew at 11 p.m. Why? Okay, so in other words, the sun goes down about 7.30. You're going to give these protesters, these rioters, let's, let's, we'll talk about that later. You're going to give these rioters three and a half hours of nighttime to hide and change and do whatever they want? What a dumbass. Speaking of which, Bill de Blasio's daughter was arrested. His daughter, Chiara, was arrested for unlawful assembly when, a when she was part of a mob that attacked police. And today, Tuesday, he was defending it. Oh, just a garbage human being, a garbage family. This man does not care about New York City. He should not be the mayor. I don't know when the election in New York City is for mayor, but if he doesn't lose, New York gets what they deserve. 
and Bill de Blasio is a far leftist anyway. In New York City, police found Molotov cocktails hidden in bushes. So they found nests of Molotov cocktails and they had to go out and they had to collect those Molotov cocktails so they wouldn't be used against them. Guess what this was? Where these came from? They came from Antifa. Antifa was laying out weaponry to be used during the riots. President Trump sat back and denoted on uh, Monday that Antifa, or Sunday that Antifa is going to be considered a domestic terrorist group. I have no problem with this. They are a domestic terrorist group. The Southern Poverty Law Center doesn't think so, but, you know, hey, they think uh, the ATF and the Border Patrol are, are terrorist groups. Of course, I'm not sure where that's going to go because the president can't unilaterally determine that a terrorist group, and we actually don't define domestic terrorist groups in this country, but maybe it's time to do so because there's enough video showing that Antifa is actually causing a lot of this crap. President Trump is considering the implementation of the Insurrection Act. Now, the Insurrection Act is about 200 years old, and everyone in the media points that out. They say that, oh, hey, you, this is a 200-year-old ancient law. Mind you, uh, Flynn, General Flynn, Michael Flynn, was actually accused of a law that is about 170 years old and has never been used before. But here's the problem with this, is that the insurrection law has been enacted multiple times in our history by presidents. The Insurrection Act allows the president to take military, army, navy, air force, marines, and actually go and put them in the streets to stop an insurrection. It sounds pretty extreme because the Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines, only the National Guard is allowed to point weaponry in, away from the border towards the United States. Now, uh, everyone is, is flipping out. They're calling him a dictator, blah, blah, blah. Now, mind you, these are the same people that were bitching and moaning that Trump didn't shut down the country a week earlier to save 45,000 lives or 60,000 lives or whatever it was during the coronavirus. At least that's what Joe Biden is saying. Now they're saying he's a dictator because he's doing what he needs to do. How he, Trump's not going to win here. It's not going to win. But the reality is the military is going to be the only source that is going to allow, uh, is going to quell these riots Guys with guns, guys who are ready to protect themselves. You throw a bottle at a you throw a bottle at a, a protester. That protester is going down one way or the other. Water cannons, everything, and we're not talking just. And we're going to talk about this in a second because I'm not horribly comfortable with this. But we're not talking about just non-lethal force. The army is not going to get bombed. These guys are coming from Iraq and Afghanistan. So they're not going to deal with this garbage. So who has actually implemented the Insurrection Act? Well, John F. Kennedy did. He did it twice. 
He did it when um, he did it during the uh, Selma riots. He he did it when somebody when he uh, I think it was I can't remember what it was, but I think one of them was a hippie. But you're gonna have to trust with the hippies. But you're gonna have to trust me. He implemented it twice. It was implemented on the march to Selma. It was implemented during the um, desegregation of colleges. And by the way, who was preventing the desegregation of colleges? Democrats. It was implemented in 1992 when um, we had the uh, Los Angeles riots. I'm pretty sure this is not something that they're going to be able to take to court. It's going to make a heck of a lot of difference. Too many people have implemented already. Trump, in a message on Monday, had a little something to say about the governors and their behavior. And we're going to bring that up too. The governors and the mayors of these cities, which I think you'll be really shocked about their political affiliation, really haven't been living up to the standards of the government. And guess what? President Trump called them out on it. Listen. Get a lot of men. We have all the men and women that you need. But people aren't calling them up. You have to dominate. If you don't dominate, you're wasting your time. They're going to run over you. You're going to look like a bunch of jerks. You have to dominate. And you have to arrest people, and you have to try people. And they have to go to jail for long periods of time. And those kids are all on camera. They're wise guys. Nothing he said here was wrong. But the media could only concentrate on the fact that Trump said the governors needed to dominate the rioters whatever. It doesn't look like being cowardly, which is what the governors are doing, is actually working. It looks like what they need to do is they need to go in there and they need to take control. Businesses are being ruined. Lives are being ruined. Lives are now being lost. Cops are being shot. And by the way, with that one comment, tweet that President Trump said, where he said, the looting starts, then the shooting starts. That's what he meant. It's only a matter of time before we don't do anything. These governors and mayors don't do anything. And these people start shooting. They start upping the game. And that's exactly what's happening. The country seems to be celebrating victimhood of a class of people that have been regular citizens since the 60s. Now, I understand we had a real black history. For a while, real dark spot in history. But that's the one thing the United States does. It always tries to fix injustice. We did it when we uh, fought a civil war to free slaves, and we did it again when we signed the Civil Rights Act in the 60s. 500,000 U.S. citizens died in the Civil War. And the Civil Rights Act was fought tooth and nail. These people stealing Nikes, alcohol, and clothing have never been through slavery or Jim Crow. What happened to make these people so entitled? Is this why they decide not to do anything? They feel entitled? And they're all young. Half these people were born 30 years after Jim Crow ended. Well, I have an idea. And I think Dave and I are going to talk about it tomorrow. And that's right. Dave from the Dave Rule is going to be on the podcast tomorrow night. 
Uh, I'm looking forward to having him on. I'm looking forward to having anyone on. But Dave has always been a good guy. We always sit back and talk. I'm going to push him a little bit. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit because we do. He's a little more conservative than I am. But we do hold the same uh, thoughts. We do hold the same beliefs. So I'm going to play devil's advocate a bit. So with all that being said, and I probably could spend another hour and a half on what's going on out there, tons of other stuff, we need to get through some of the other information on the internet, uh, other inf- other news that happened last week, and I promised I'd do that. Twitter did something they've never done before. They fact-checked President Trump. The fact-check involved uh, one of Trump's claims about mail-in ballots. Trump cited the problem that California has a mail-in ballot and ballot harvesting issues that the some of the votes that were coming in, actually a lot of votes that were coming in, were from people that uh, were either not alive or not legal. We did discuss this last week. There are a couple of problems with Twitter's fact check. The first problem with their fact checking is, one, they've never fact check- checked anyone before. Not the Chinese government, the radical Islamists, or any far-left character. They didn't fact-check China when they said that United States military, the United States military caused the coronavirus. They never fact-checked far-left wingers like Louis Farrakhan, though they eventually did kick him off. But there's never been a fact-check. Ever before. The second problem is the fact check was just wrong. We need we need studies to find ballot fraud and ballot harvesting or mail-in ballots. That's what they said. There are no studies. There is no evidence. And that's not true. People were actually arrested in California for it. Uh, California actually had 112% of its population in one city voting. How does that happen? You have 100% if every person from every household who is legally, legally able to vote, the most you can get is 100%. They had 112% in one city. I believe it was Los Angeles. So there is obvious evidence of fraud. President Trump had enough and he decided to go after social media sites and their censorship. And we talked about this before. These social media sites were going to get vicious. And it's not just Twitter, which is the one that President Trump likes. It's YouTube. Facebook's not so bad, but they do have their issues. It's Instagram. Anything Google-owned is going to be a problem. Here's how he's going to do it. Listen. Therefore, today I'm signing an executive order to protect and uphold the free speech and rights of the American people. Currently, social media giants like Twitter receive an unprecedented liability shield based on the theory that they're a neutral platform, which they are not, not an editor with a viewpoint. My executive order calls for new regulations under Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act to make it that social media companies that engage in censoring or any political conduct will not be able to keep their liability shield. That's a big deal. They have a shield. They can do what they want. They have a shield. They're not going to have that shield. Essentially, what Trump's doing is he's implementing, uh, he's letting people go out and sue Twitter if they start BSing. That's what he's doing. Right now, the Twitter and Facebook, 
Instagram, they're considered neutral websites. They're considered neutral sites. So anyone can say pretty much anything they want except fire in a theater, I'm going to kill this person, things like that. I'm going to commit suicide, things like that. But it's gotten to the point that these sites are no longer no longer neutral. So he's decided to say, okay, they are publishers. And when you're a publisher, you have a level of ethics you have to meet. And if you don't meet those ethics, you can be sued. And if you're sued, the publisher has to prove that it's true. And if they don't prove it's true, it's a long shot. Um, he's using something called the Decency Act. And it is kind of a stretch. The Decency Act. Act prevents profane or libelous speech. Okay, so if I call Dave a jerk-off, that's libelous speech. It's really not, but it could be considered that. And Dave can sue me and the platform to make money. Newspapers, news outlets, they're all held to this act. That's why you don't see anything really extreme coming out of a newspaper. So that, that Sandman character who was just destroyed by all the news outlets sued based off the remember that Indian who kept smacking the drum in front of him that's who he is um, he sued based off the decency act and he's won money he won from CNN social media was always able to avoid this because it was never considered a news outlet and what Trump's saying is now you are if you're going to be an opinion host if you're going to be an a website that holds opinions and that limits what conservatives can say, then you can be sued by those conservatives that you've actually limited. And I don't think, I, I'm kind of mixed on this. I don't like the censoring of stuff, but the reality is Trump's not really censoring anything. He's saying, hey guys, you, you can say anything you want, but it's got to be equal. And so, especially on Twitter, Everything is so left-wing. And I've experienced it. I've had problems with it. I've been suspended from Twitter three times. My podcasts and vlogs on YouTube are almost impossible to find. I have videos that have been suspended on YouTube. And it's all been for stupid crap. So I don't necessarily blame him for doing this. I think this could be a good thing. Um, Mark Zuckerberg thought so. Mark Zuckerberg thought that, oh, well, these sites should be regulated because if a site is going to claim free speech, and this is what he said, if the site's going to claim free speech, it's got to be free speech. If it's not free speech, well, then it's not free speech. How is this going to affect neutral social media? It's not going to affect them at all. Because if everyone is allowed to say what they want to say that goes within reason, and again, reason on free speech is really kind of vague, so it's really tough. They won't be touched, as long as if something is touched, it's touched equally from one political spectrum to the other. If Twitter wants to fact check uh, Donald Trump, they got to fact check China. They got to fact check Louis Farrakhan, who's no longer online. They got to fact check Antifa. They got to fact check China. They got to fact check everybody. They can't just pick and choose who they want to fact check. Is this going to be implemented right away? Of course not. This is going to take a while. And the reason is because you know uh, 
Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, they're actually going to probably take this to court, especially if um, this goes, especially if lawsuits actually begin. So it's going to be interesting to say, and I can already think of several people who are not politicians, who are not famous. Laura Loomer is one, right? These people are probably going to end up suing and that is going to take it to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court needs to uh, make the decision. But I think the big problem with these sites is the Supreme Court is going to sit back and say, at this point, Twitter's going to have to prove they're not a publisher. If you're fact-checking, if you're marking tweets in a certain direction, you got to prove that you're actually not publishing the appropriate, quote, appropriate, end quote, data that you don't want to see. So it looks like the hammer is dropping on uh, China. And uh, unfortunately, the splash zone, Hong Kong, is in the middle of that. On Wednesday, the United States opened the door to dropping the hammer on China and Chinese sympathetic Hong Kong. Quote, and this is from uh, uh, Pompeo, who is the Secretary of State. Quote, Beijing's disastrous decision is only the latest in a series of actions that fundamentally undermine Hong Kong's autonomy and freedoms and China's own promises to the Hong Kong people under the Sino-British Joint Declaration, a UN-filed international treaty. The State Department is required to assess the territory's autonomy from China and to Congress that Hong Kong does not continue to warrant treatment under United States laws in the same manner as U.S. laws that are applied to Hong Kong before 1997. No reasonable person can assert today that Hong Kong maintains a high degree of autonomy from China. Given these facts, on the ground, Hong Kong is no longer autonomous from China, given the facts on the ground. The next day, and it wasn't a secret, Trump made an announcement about China and Hong Kong. Today I will issue a proclamation to better secure our nation's vital university research and to suspend the entry of certain foreign nationals from China who we have identified as potential security risks. I am also taking action to protect the integrity of America's financial system, by far the best in the world. I am instructing my presidential working group on financial markets to study the differing practices of Chinese companies listed on the U.S. financial markets with the goal of protecting American investors. Well, it's about time. Students come to this country from China, earn advanced degrees, then take the advanced technology that they learned back to China. China then develops that advanced technology and it uses it against us. This is de facto way of stealing our technology. Let China teach their future professionals for technology because they obviously don't have the same reasons for doing it that, that Americans do. Putting the clap on Chinese companies within the United States also makes sense. These companies are stealing our technology and are making money for Beijing. They don't belong here. 
They do not have good intentions and are still under the socialist thumb of China. But Trump wasn't done, and I have the hiccup, so I might have to wait a sec to come back. So listen to Trump on this one. China has replaced its promised formula of one country, two systems, with one country, one system. Therefore, I am directing my administration to begin the process of eliminating policy exemptions that give Hong Kong different and special treatment. My announcement today will affect the full range of agreements we have with Hong Kong, from our extradition treaty to our export controls on dual-use technologies and more, with few exceptions. We will be revising the State Department's travel advisory for Hong Kong to reflect the increased danger of surveillance and punishment by the Chinese state security apparatus. We will take action to revoke Hong Kong's preferential treatment as a separate customs and travel territory from the rest of China. The United States will also take necessary steps to sanction PRC and Hong Kong officials directly or indirectly involved in eroding Hong Kong's autonomy and so, and just, if you take a look, smothering, absolutely smothering Hong Kong's freedom. As much as I feel for the Hong Kongers who are actually fighting to keep their freedom and who do not want their city-state under the despot control of China, the sad truth is, truth is that they have been under the despotic control of China. Their government is extremely sympathetic to China. Hong Kong is not Hong Kong. Hong Kong, the Hong Kong government is the Chinese government. And the sprawling Hong Kong economy is a way for China to bypass the sanctions and tariffs placed on them by the United States. That's why he made very clear, Trump made very clear that exports to China or Hong Kong were going to be changed. And the reason they were changed is because the exports to Hong Kong were going to China and that was another de facto way they were stealing our information. Now, one of the things they said, the extradition orders between the United States and Hong Kong were also going to be changed. That's important. The United States is sympathetic to the Hong Kongers. And you can expect in the near future, there is going to be a mass exodus from Hong Kong, preferably to the United States or to Europe. At this point, what Trump's saying, hey, if someone declares that they want to um, leave Hong Kong, which is essentially leaving China, the United States will take them in. And the United States will ignore any extradition orders from whatever reason that guy is actually being requested back. Usually it's going to be something stupid like the, um, something stupid like, you know, being treasonous to China. So this that is a good thing. Here's the reality. This was bound to happen, and it needed to happen a long time ago, especially since China put the clamps down on Hong Kong last year. And they've been putting the clamps down on Hong Kong for a few years now. They have 27 years left in the Sino-British Treaty, and they've already violated it left and right. China cannot be trusted. They're a terrible country. The question is, what's going to happen when the United States start, starts choking off other countries to pull themselves away from China?
the next country that China is probably going to go after is going to be Taiwan. Taiwan, who is a massive ally to the United States. If China decides to get Taiwan too, what's the United States going to be response going to be? The Taiwan Taiwanese government is not pro-China. The people are not pro-China. Is it possible the United States may have to take military action? I don't know. It's absolutely scary. But this also shows another thing. It shows the weakness of socialism. Socialism develops nothing. They create nothing. So when Russia needs oil, they go into Ukraine and they take their country, half their country, so they can get their oil. China is exactly the same way. As much as a lot of the left like to sit there and say that, they, oh, they're a, a budding country. They're not a budding country. They're a garbage country. And they create nothing. And the only way they can create, the only way they can get material resources is by taking over other countries that already have those resources. Another reason why socialism does nothing but fail. Now, tonight has been really nothing but negativity. The riots, his Trump's feud with Twitter and social media, uh, Hong Kong falling apart. But there is some good news. And I'm going to close it out with the good news and then a song that I actually like. A lot of people probably don't, but whatever. For the first time in 10 years, the United States sent astronauts into space. They lifted off Saturday morning, and it was a perfect launch. If you haven't seen it, you should go to YouTube or visit dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and actually take a look at it. But here you can listen. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. Ignition. Liftoff of the Falcon 9 and Crew Dragon. Go NASA! Go I have seen that launch about five times, and I still get goosebumps with the countdown. And I love his talk about a new generation is going into space. That is absolutely correct. The problem with this generation that we're in, they've done nothing. This generation hasn't created a thing. You got the baby boomers, the greatest generation of all who have fought several wars and have been to space, been to the moon. And I know I've got a couple friends who say, oh, we've never been to the moon. Yeah, that's because you are a millennial and you your generation has done nothing. So you don't believe in anything. You've got the space shuttle, which was the Gen, Gen Xers, uh, which is me. But after that, the millennials had nothing. The, um, the internet generation has had nothing. They've never developed anything. We'll leave it to Elon Musk. Because he is running SpaceX. And SpaceX became the first private company to launch men into space. Of course, they did partner with NASA to get the astronauts. But the reality is they are the ones that actually lifted that, spa that 
this rocket into space. And I'm not sure we'd be in space right now if we left everything to government and to NASA. I don't think we would be in space right now. They took off on Saturday. They took off in the Dragon spacecraft powered by the Falcon 9 rocket. Musk, who said he cannot take any credit for the success of the mission, but would take all the blame if the mission failed, was visibly relieved and emotional when the ship launched. And by the way, that's a man. That's a freaking entrepreneur who's all failure is on him. He can't take all of the success, even though he should be taking some of the success because everything was his idea. This is what Musk said, quote, I'm really quite overcome with emotion on this day. So it's kind of hard to talk, frankly. It's been 18 years working towards this goal. It's hard to believe that it's happened. He said that after the launch. And it was a beautiful sight. Everything looked modern. The ship was streamlined. It didn't look as thick as the old um, ships were, old rockets were. It looked like a spear. The walkway into the ship looked like they were boarding an airplane. It had carpet. It had tinted windows. People could walk uh, two or three abreast of each other. Whereas if you remember the ones in the 60s, they were just these little platforms with uh, gates between them and the bottom. And they could only walk in single file. The outfits of the astronauts were black and white and sleek. The helmets were smaller, looked aerodynamic, and looked incredibly more comfortable. The control panel in the Dragon spacecraft was all touchscreen. It looked like an iPhone. There weren't any buttons and switches like the old command modules or the space shuttles. Even the takeoff seemed more modern. Instead of a big explosion and smoke filling, smoke and fire filling the air, the rocket let out a quiet hiss, and you heard that on the video, uh, in the audio. Let out a quiet hiss. The flame looked very directed and controlled. The rocket quickly shot through the air. It was really an amazing sight. It looked absolutely incredible. Ten minutes later, that Falcon rocket disengaged from the dragon and instead of just dumping it in an ocean someplace it came back to earth and landed perfectly on maybe a 50 by 50 foot platform in the middle of the atlantic ocean saying hey use me again it was amazing what i wonder about is why nasa didn't do the work with a private company like this in the first place there is no heights to the ingenuity of a private company. Their profits and reputation are at stake, unlike a government agency. Because government sucks at everything, and all they're doing is make it work to the minimum of performance and at the cheapest price. Who was it that, that said it? I, I can't remember. I think it was Buzz Aldrin that said, um, I am sitting on a ship that is made of a million pieces made by manufacturers who bid it at the lowest, uh, who, who uh, made this stuff at the lowest bid. I mean, how comfortable can you feel going up in a ship like that? They will build something. 
private companies will, that works beyond the dreams of anything a government can create. And we just talked about China, and that is exactly the same thing. That's why the Chinese will never create anything, because everything is government-built. And their stuff is going to be crap. We talk about the Chinese military, and you can't even make the comparison with what we create and what they create. That's why they steal from us. They'll be able to steal it, but they will not be able to create it. And by the time they do create it, we've already got something better. 5G is a prime example. Chinese 5G is burning the crap out of people who are implementing it. Meanwhile, we got Verizon and AT&T putting together 5G safely and more efficiently. The Chinese can never keep up. This is the power of capitalism. Companies are motivated to be successful and create an awesome product that everybody wants. Socialism doesn't. Socialism creates when they need to. And that includes food. Let's face it. Socialist governments, North Korea, China, Russia, Soviet Union, uh, Venezuela, they don't need to create food because they don't care about their citizens. Private companies care about the citizens. They care about the citizens because they make a profit. And that's a good thing. Competition is good. This is why the Russians are still using the Suez rocket system that has been around since 1966. I know, it's set to retire this year. Well, it's about time. How many different rocket systems has the United States had just with NASA? And now we've got a rocket system created by a completely autonomous com company that is going to sit there and launch NASA's, uh, uh, launch NASA's frickin', um astronauts. Why would anyone build anything in the Soviet Union or in China or North Korea? They get nothing out of it. That's why capitalism will always work. That's why capitalism made the car, the airplane, made the internet, made the personal computer, made the cell phone or smartphone, excuse me, made the 60-inch LCD TV I mean, I look at my desk right now. I look at my computer. I look at my Samsung phone, which was a U.S. product from Apple. My microphone, my tablet is sitting over there. I'm watching a television that's American-made. It's just, if the United States wasn't around, if capitalism wasn't around, none of this stuff would be here. It's just an awesome awesome thought if you let it if you let it sink in so you can follow me on twitter at run and fool r-u-n-n-i-n-f-e-w-l you can download or listen to this podcast uh on uh, apple podcast podbean podcast addict and youtube visit my website and there's a lot on my website for full videos all my references and any cuts I actually took at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I will see you tomorrow with with uh, rule Dave with Dave rules Dave. And we're gonna end this song uh, celebrating SpaceX's major accomplishment, sending people to the into space for the first time in ten years, and sticking them right into the middle of the ISS station.
Let's listen to Rocket Man by Elton John. I know, maybe a lot of you don't like it, but let's listen to it anyway. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbass Talking Politics. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a timeless flight
I think it's gonna be a long, long time.